scripture, amen, 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, and we're going to begin at the 12th verse, uh, reading from the New King James Version, and uh, it reads there, beginning at that 12th verse, it says, Therefore, let him who thinks he stand, take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Therefore, my beloved, flee idolatry. And as we were praying, and uh, uh, maybe they are able to join us by live stream, but we're also uh, lifting up Brother uh, uh, Keith Harrington, Sister Ida Harrington. We, amen, have not forgotten about you. And uh, praying that uh, Keith is feeling better, amen, uh, at this juncture. And uh, I thought about it. I, I, I think about Sister Ida because this is one of her favorite scriptures. Uh, and uh, in verse 13 it says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make a, the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. Therefore, my beloved, flee idolatry. Amen. We want to thank God for the reading of his word on today. And what we're going to be talking with you about today, we're going to be talking from the subject, how to tame temptation. Amen. How to tame Temptation. We were talking about the temptation of Christ and how it relates to us uh, on last Sunday. And uh, we, we spoke uh, uh, from the message that was entitled, uh, It Started With an If. And on today, we're going to go a little bit further and take it a, a, a step further uh, in our application. Uh, and uh, we want to talk about how to tame Temptation. Temptation is something uh, in its various forms that we all uh, have to deal with, and uh, and 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 some of us deal with it a little better than others. And uh, we want to give you some tools on today. We want to give you some information uh, from the Word of God on today that will enable you uh, to tame. Temptation, and uh, I thought about an illustration that I read uh, a little while back, and uh, this illustration was talking about how an Eskimo kills a wolf, and uh, it was interesting to me the strategy that the Eskimo used to kill the wolf. What the Eskimo did was he would take a very very sharp knife, and uh, he would uh, coat the knife in blood. And this was during the you know extreme winters that they have uh, 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 in uh, their area. And so uh, he would take a, a, a container of blood and he would repeatedly coat that knife in the blood and then would put it outside and allow it to freeze, bring it back in and coat it again put it outside and allow it to freeze. And he did that multiple times until a, a layer of blood, had, a frozen blood, had built up over the sharp knife. Then what he would do, he would take that uh, knife that had the frozen blood uh, completely covered, and he would put it out. Uh, uh, outside and would uh, fasten, uh, fasten it in the ground in such a way that uh, when the uh, wolf whose sense of smell and hunger and what have you was motivated it, that wolf would come to that blood 
COVID-19 and would begin to lick the blood off of the of, off of the knife. And it was so cold, and the and the wolf's tongue was so numb uh, by the cold and his hunger uh, that the wolf would lick the knife. And he would get down to the sharp blade, and he would lick the blade and cut his tongue. But it was so cold that he couldn't tell that he was cutting his tongue and being motivated by his own hunger and, and lust, so to speak. Uh, uh, he would cut his tongue and continue to lick the blood off, and then after he got through with his tongue cut, Eventually, that wolf would bleed to death. And that's how the Eskimo hunted and killed the wolf. And when I, when, when, when I heard about that illustration, I thought about the fact that, you know, the devil uses the same tactic to attempt to defeat the children of God. He also knows that if he can cause us to, amen, uh, fall for temptation, then uh, we'll be numbed and we'll be wounded and eventually we'll become powerless and useless as Christians. Yes. Talking about how to tame uh, temptation. And uh, one of the things that uh, I want to get to, Amen, when we talk about how to tame, to, uh, how to tame temptation. Uh, one thing that we all need to understand, and I think most of us do, is that just because you, you are saved, that does not insulate you or uh, provide a barrier so that you won't be tempted. Anybody listening to what I'm saying here? Amen. Just because you're saved. You know, uh, years ago, some of the old saints, when they said, oh, when you get saved, you know, they, they talk about when you get saved, and they did, you know, and, and, and some of the songs, and some, your hands will look new, your feet will look new, you know, and, and, and yes, there is the experience that you get when you, 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 you uh, ex uh, 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 allow Jesus to come and work the miracle of salvation in your life. There is a newness, there is a, a joy that comes with it. But uh, I found out that, amen, once you get saved, the devil haven't forgot your name and your address and where you live. And that salvation is not a barrier to temptation. In fact, sometimes the temptations will increase once you decide that you're going to live for Christ. Satan is more likely to attack Christians than unbelievers. You know, after all, amen, uh, he's got them. He's already got them under his thumb. And he loves nothing better than uh, to cause uh, believers, uh, he loves nothing better than to cause God's children to fall into sin. However, temptation, while it cannot be avoided, it can be overcome. And while it's hard to endure uh, uh, temptation, if, if viewed properly, and I, and, I, and I brought this question up in the last message, and uh, I told you I'm going to do some research on it because there has to be a reason why God allows us to be tempted. There has to be a reason. God is not arbitrary. God is not God is not mean. He's a loving God. And, 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 and uh, there has to be a reason. There's something that uh, unless we're tested, uh, uh, it, 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 it's working something out in us uh, that uh, a lot of us don't quite understand. Amen. But however temptation, while it cannot be avoided, it can be overcome. And while it is hard to endure temptation, it can be used to help us grow spiritually. Yes. To help us grow spiritually. And so we want to talk about how to tame temptation. 
enough when temptation comes into our lives, people usually respond in one of three ways. Uh, the first way that uh, some respond uh, to temptation is uh, they give into it. You know, they operate uh, by the philosophy of the principle, if it feels good, do it. They live like animals, doing everything they can to gratify their flesh. And nearly all lost people operate this way, and sadly, some Christians do as well. Now, I said there are primarily three ways that we can respond to temptation. So the first one is just to give into it. Don't struggle, don't fight. Amen. It feels good, do it. Uh, the second way uh, that people respond to temptation is there are others that struggle against temptation on a daily basis. They spend the majority of their time fighting and uh, 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 temptation, trying to be good, trying to, amen, do the right thing, trying to be a good person, amen, but they are fighting in their own strength. Yeah. They're fighting in their own strength. Uh -huh. And they fight and fall over and over. Because no one uh, can overcome his or her evil nature, fallen nature, alone. If we could defeat the power of sin with our own strength, then it would not have been necessary for Jesus to come, amen, and die in our place. The person who uh, struggles against temptation, trying to do good, trying to... To, to do right, trying uh, 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 to do their best. Amen. This person, uh, type of person, uh, they hate what they do sometimes. But yet they go on and do it. Because they don't have the power within them to stop. You know, Paul talked about it over in the book of Romans, I think it was, uh, where he said, uh, the good that I would do I do not. But the evil that I don't want to do, I do it. And then you say, yet not I, but it's the sin that dwells within me. For to will to do good is present. But I but I can't find it. That's the that, that's the struggle uh, that uh, the, the the person trying to uh, overcome temptation with their own moral fortitude. Yeah. And then finally, that third response to temptation, amen, they're finally those who overcome temptation through the power of Jesus Christ. And that's the only way we can do it. That's the only way we can be successful, amen, is not relying upon our own strength, but relying upon the power of Jesus and our relationship to him. Amen. You've got to, you've got to have, I'm not talking about church membership. I'm not talking about, uh, uh, you know, how, how often you go to church. They're struggling people, amen, who go to church regularly. Amen. Going, just because you go to church doesn't mean that you're going to have the power to overcome temptation. You've got to have a day-by-day, moment-by-moment relationship with Christ in order to tap into the power of Christ in you, the hope of glory. So we're going to talk today about how to tame temptation. Amen. So let's talk about the subject of temptation and, and, and who's affected by it. Talk about the subject of temptation and who's affected by it. Amen. When we uh, look at the subject of temptation, amen, all humans are subject to temptation. Amen. Temptation affects everybody. And you know what? Sometimes young people think old folks, or the ones they call old, 
I remember when I was young, I used to think everybody over 30 was old. I, I, I remember, I was like, man, they, they, they're over 30, and they're old. And now I'm, I'm, I'm twice, more than twice 30. And it's a funny thing, amen, my body tells me at times how old I am. But in my mind, I think I can do some of the same things I used to do when I was young. Until my body lets me know, no, you can't. Everybody is affected by temptation. And, and, and we're assaulted with a, with a wide range of temptations. And, 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 and everybody's not affected by the same temptation. What affects one person and, and, and uh, the other person will look at it and say, oh, that ain't nothing. Right. Right. That's easy for you to say. Right. Oh, that ain't nothing. Right. You know, it's almost like food. All of us have our different tastes when it comes to food. Right. Amen. For some people, if you say, and, and I got to be careful here because I didn't eat breakfast this morning. Right. And so when, when I start talking about food, I, 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 I'll be hurting myself. <laughs> but, you know, all of us have our different likes and dislikes when it comes to food. And there's some things that, you know, you, you tell somebody uh, uh, a name of certain thing, and, and, and they'll be, their mouth will start to water. And, and, and uh, anybody in here eat sushi? Okay, we got some sushi. All right. Uh, now, I'll buy it because my wife eats it. But I don't want no fish that haven't been cooked. And in fact, not only they haven't been cooked, they need to be fried, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, they can make it look pretty, and they can have it all laid out, and you know, all different colors, and, and what have you. Amen. Do you know that when I when I when I see the sushi uh, there in the uh, refrigerated container, Amen. Uh, uh, it does not tempt me one. Yeah. They would go out of business if they if they had to wait on me buying and eating some sushi. But I'm not selfish. I know that there are times that my wife likes it, and uh, so uh, I don't operate. I don't I, I don't buy it because I want it. I buy it because she likes it. We're tempted by different things. But now, you know, give me a good homemade banana pudding. Amen. Some, some, some barbecue. Some good barbecue. I know some folk that said they were vegetarian and they were barbecue season come around. They backslide. We're all affected by different things. And it's the same way with temptation. Uh, and our greatest danger, our greatest danger uh, is to think that we've arrived at a place, you know, after we've been saved and, you know, been saved for a while, our greatest danger is to think that we've come to a place where we can't be tempted again. That's why in the scripture that I read, uh, it talked about, therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Now, I brought this question up, and, and, and I'm asking God to help me uh, to be able to bring it out uh, at some point. I'm still doing, I'm still studying. But I, I brought the question up, why doesn't God just kill the devil? Remove all attraction for sin. And, and if that were to happen, then you and I would lose the ability. Well, let me, let me, let me slow down here. Why doesn't God just get rid of the devil? Remove the attraction and the temptation to sin. Wouldn't we all be better off? 
But evidently in the wisdom of God, uh, that's not so. And in fact, when you read the book of Revelation, when Satan is, is, is uh, put in chains and cast into the abyss for a thousand years, the people that were left will still rebel against Jesus Christ. If any of you read the Bible, read the book of Revelation, you'll know that uh, they still rebel against uh, the rule of Jesus Christ in the millennial reign kingdom. And so, I, 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 I don't fully understand all of the reasons yet, but one thing uh, that I know that if God would just do away with all temptation and all uh, 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 opposition, without opposition, there's no victory. And God has not called us to a life of ease, but he's called us to one of victory. A victory cannot uh, be enjoyed until we've had to overcome uh, temptation and evil in order to obtain it. Yeah. Like I say, it, it, there's something about, you know, it's just like uh, exercise. In order to build your body up, you need resistance. Uh, you get a ball that don't weigh anything, you know, you, you can do all of these with a ball that doesn't weigh you can do all those you want. But you got to get some weight to have some resistance to pull against that, those muscles. And then when you get some weight and you have to, that you have to overcome. Yeah. Is anybody listening to me? Talking about how God has called us as believers to be overcomers. And in order to be an overcomer, there has to be an obstacle. There has to be a test. Hallelujah. Talk about how to tame temptation. Let's uh, talk about the source of temptation. Amen. The source of temptation. Where, did, where, where does it come from? Uh, the source of temptation. Well, uh, the Bible said over there in that verse, no temptation has overtaken you except which is common to men. The temptations, the, the, the things we go through are common. They're common. They're run of the mill. We all get the same ones from the same source. Now, some of us are affected by different ones. You know, like I said, there's some things that will affect you that maybe won't affect me as much. And, and, and you know what? That's why we've got to uh, have compassion for one another. What don't bother you might bother me. What doesn't bother me might bother you. So we need to we need to have compassion for one another, and and and, and we need to help one another. You know, we can provoke one another to do good works. Not just down, you know, sometimes when a person falls or a person fails, uh, they like to talk about it. People like to talk about it. They, they, they accuse the Christians of, 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 of uh, uh, injuring their wounded. They say, we like to shoot our wounded. That ought not be. Amen. We need to uh, minister to. We need to try to help. We need to try to uh, uh, bring uh, healing to our wounded. We, 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 we shouldn't shoot our wounded. Talking about the source of temptation. And, and, and when it comes to the source of temptation, there are three primary sources uh, to temptation. Three primary sources. And uh, those three sources are the world, the flesh, and the devil. Those are the three sources of temptation. Let's talk about them for just a moment. The world. 
In the Bible, the word world means world system, world order. There is an influence in our world that is anti-God, anti-good. When I'm saying anti against good, against God, there is a, and there is a mind behind the system. There's a mind behind it. I don't know if some of you know this, and, and, and uh, you know, I'm, I don't, I don't believe in hating anybody. I believe everybody needs to be safe. Yeah. Uh, everybody deserves to be treated well. Yeah. Everybody. Uh, and so what I'm getting ready to say uh, uh, is not hate speech that I'm getting ready to say. Everybody needs to be treated well. Everybody uh, deserves dignity. Y'all yeah. okay. understand what I'm saying? But one of the things that I begin to notice in our media and in our uh, movies is uh, there is a, a, a movement, an influence to uh, blur genders. And anybody hear what I'm saying? To blur genders. Uh, and, you know, and, and, and they, they even got to the point to where uh, you know, it, it used to be on when you fill out forms, there was male and female. Do you know now they've gotten to the point that they say they, they, they say that, that there's it's, there are more genders than just male and, and female. And uh, I forgot what the number is up to, but man, you say eight. And they've got these different names for people that feel like they don't fit into the categories that God, you know, the Bible says God made a male or female. But they think they can outdo God, and so, you know, they and, and they're trying to blur the genders. And they're uh, having men uh, uh, portray characters that are, are effeminate. And they're having women uh, portray characters that are masculine and, and, and so forth. And, 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 uh, and, and it's, it's an attack using people to try to attack God. I'm talking about the, the, there's a world system. And they figure that if they show it to you enough, amen, show it to you enough in the media, show it yeah. to you enough in the yeah. movies, show it to you enough, yeah. after a while, you'll become desensitized. You'll become desensitized to it, and uh, then in the, the schools they can, you know, have their little boys playing with dolls, and have their little girls and and, and, and blur and, and there's a mind behind the message. Talking about the source of temptation, Amen. Talking about the world, it's a system. John says it is evil. Mm -hmm. Amen. There's some scriptures uh, over First uh, John two fifteen or James four four. He talks about how that uh, to love the world is to be opposed to God. Not 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 beautiful trees and uh, beautiful lakes. He's not talking. He's talking about the world system. That if you love, fall in love with the world system, it will put you in opposition to God. And it is possible for believers to become so worldly that they will fail to stand out for the Lord. We're to be different. And as believers, as Christians, we're supposed to be different than the world. We're supposed to be distinct. We are not to allow the world to force us into its mold. Over in, uh, over in Romans 12 and 1, it says, uh, Beloved, I beseech you by the mercy of God that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 
We're to be, and I said this last week, we're to be, uh, uh, we're to be thermostats instead of thermometers in this world. We're not to reflect the world temperature, but we're to change the temperature of the environment around us. So uh, the primary, the three primary forms of temptation, amen, the first one is the world. The second one is the flesh. And when we talk about the temptation of the flesh, amen, each and every one of us, uh, if we, we were born with a fleshly nature. From the most innocent child to the most godly adult, we got a particular bent in our nature. There's a leaning that we have towards sin. We inherit it from our first father. Now, and, 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 and all of us, sometimes it's not the same sin. It's different in every person. Uh, an example that I would give, I was, I was talking about this the other day. Uh, there is a bent in my personality. No, y'all look at me and say, what is he going to say? <laughs> I'm crazy. I, I let y'all in on all my secrets. There is a bit in my personality toward uh, my first reaction to things are going to be little. If somebody comes to me or if I observe a situation, my first response is going to be little. Now, what I've learned and what I know is you can't take everything little. There, there, there are some things that people say that they don't mean for you to take it little. And I know that in my head, but I'm telling you, my bent, my personality, when it, when, when it, when it first comes up, I'm going to take it little. And then I'll be processing it, and if it don't make sense, taking it literal, then I'm going to say, well, wait, wait a minute, maybe, maybe, maybe they meant something else. And, 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 and that's how I respond to things. That's the part of who I am. And, 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 uh, that, that, and, and all of us have certain bents, certain tendencies to the way that we respond to certain things. Uh, it's the same way with sin. There's some things that will be attractive to others. There, there, there's some people that have a personality uh, that attracts them to drug addiction, uh, chemical dependency. There's certain people that have uh, 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 a, a tendency to where uh, what other people say about them means a lot to them and they succumb to peer pressure. There's some people that they don't, they, 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 they care less what folks are saying about them. But there are other people that, amen, they live and die on the likes that they get on social media. Talking about the flesh. The flesh. And we inherited that sin nature from Adam. It's called the old nature. There's a civil war in the heart of every saved person that's here today. And when we fail or when we fall, we try to blame our sin on the devil. Yes, he tempts us and he points us towards sin but we are responsible for the final decision. And like I said earlier, even if Satan was gone, like he will be in the millennial in Revelation 2.27, there still be sin. There's, I, I think about a remote control for television or electronic equipment. Uh, you've got a program that remote control to operate your TV. You might know how to program them. You, amen. You, you ever buy a new one, bring it home? No. I'm giving you a new uh, receiver, a, a remote control. No. You buy a new one, you put the batteries in it, it's working. 
but it will not affect that TV until you program it to that particular TV. You've got to program it in order to get that television to respond. And it's the same way. There is programming in us that responds to certain things. Talking about the flesh. So the three forms uh, of where uh, temptation, the source of our temptation, is the world, the world system, the flesh, and the last one is the devil. Oh yeah, there is a devil. His main objective, as far as you as, uh, as far as believers are concerned, is to cause you to fall so that God is dishonored and you become useless uh, to the work of the kingdom of God. In other words, the devil fights us to get back at God. The devil picks on us to try to dishonor God. His arms are too short to box with God, so he boxes with us. Hallelujah. And, 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 and Satan is subtle. And, and, and Satan is not a pushover. Uh, I showed you last week when we were talking about the temptation of Jesus, he came to Jesus. And, 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 and he was dealing with the Son of God, and he came in a way, he didn't say, you're not the Son of God. This is what he said. He said what? If thou be the Son of God, make these stones bread. Do, do you all see the subtlety in, in, in that approach? I'm here to tell you, the devil ain't playing with none of us. And, and we need to not play with the devil. He uh, is trying to attack God through us. He knows our weaknesses. And he exploits them in order to get you to sin. He will send you exactly what he knows you like. If you like him tall, dark, and handsome, he's going to send him tall, dark, and handsome. If you like him light and muscular, he's going to he he knows what we like. Hallelujah! And 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 he does a a a, a false. Uh, uh, he, he makes it look like that it's going to be so good. Tells you how great the sin will be. And that you will get by with it. And he'll even tell you that you deserve it. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to be loved. And then he loves to pound, uh, point out fallen saints uh, and laugh before God as he's standing accusing us of the evil that he tempted us to. That's what he did when he came before God, when the sons of God presented themselves before God in the book of Job. And Satan bragged, he said, I, I've been to and fro the earth. I'm tearing it up down there. And then God said, well, have you considered my servant Job? None like him. God bragged on Job. Talking about our source of temptation, which is Satan. We've got a real enemy. Amen. And the Bible talks about that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but a mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And, and he attacks our mind. Uh, we're talking about the source of temptation. Let's talk about the seed of temptation. Amen. Let's talk about how, how it operates, the seed of temptation. You see, man is made in the image of a triune God. 
And man is a triune being, man, mankind, men, women, boys, and girls. Uh, what I mean by being a triune being, that means we, have, we, we, we live in a body that is composed of a soul and a spirit. Triune, three. Uh, we, God is a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Not three gods, but uh, one God with three essences, three personalities. So we live in a body uh, that contains our soul and our spirit. When you are tempted, it will always be one of these three arrows that the enemy attacks. And you need to understand this in order to understand the arrows that you're going to come under attack if you're going to overcome the temptations. The soul. When we talk about the soul, uh, everybody, every, every living person has a soul. Every living person has a soul. The Bible said it is appointed unto mankind once to die. And after death comes the judgment. Uh, and, and the reason I quoted that scripture is because before that, it's, God says, all souls are mine. All souls are mine. It is appointed uh, once for mankind to die and after death the judgment. So when we talk about the soul, the word used, uh, when we talk about the soul, uh, uh, the word used to describe the you that lives in your body. The soul is, is, is what makes you you. It is composed of your mind, your will, and your emotions. That, 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 that's what distinguishes you from somebody else, your soul. And the world system is the primary tempter of the soul. The world says to the soul, you need more. You can have more. The world always appeals to our ego or our pride. A worldly person is one who is given over to the pleasures of the world. An example of a, of a person that gives over to the pleasures of the world in the, the book of Genesis, I think about uh, Abraham's nephew, Lot. You all remember how uh, Lot pitched his tent towards Sodom? And uh, he began to live with, in, in the city with the wickedness of uh, the city of Sodom. And uh, Lot, uh, first he looked. Bible said, when Abraham said, look, we're too big. We can't continue together. I, I, there, there, there's strife between my herdsmen and your herdsmen and uh, my, my uh, livestock and your livestock. Uh, we, need to, we need to separate. And the Bible said, Lot, look the valley where Sodom was and saw that it was green. Looked good. And uh, Lot said, okay, and Abraham being the older one, uh, but he gave Lot the choice. He said, you choose. If you go this way, I'll go that way. If you go that way, I'll go that way. No, this way, I'll go that way. Lot looked on Sodom and, 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 the, and, and the environment there, and it looked good to him. And so what Lot did was uh, Lot looked, Lot leaned and Lot lived in Sodom. He looked, he leaned, he pitched his tent toward Sodom, and eventually he moved in. And that's the way that the that's the way that the the, 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 the world system tempts our soul. It gets us to look, and before too long, we're leaning, and after a while, we're living with it. We're shacking up. 
we get to the point to where we begin to say, how did I get to the shape that I'm in in a place like this? Abraham had to intercede for his nephew because God told Abraham he was going to destroy Sodom. And Abraham said, well, would you destroy the, the, the righteous with the wicked? And he bargained with God, 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 if there be ten righteous in the city of Sodom, I won't destroy it. And the sad part was they could not find ten. And the angels were sent. And not only were the angels sent to tell them you need to flee, the angels laid hands on them and said, we got to go now. Talking about uh, how the world tempts, the world system uh, attacks our souls and tempts our souls. So what did I say? What's, what's the mechanism? He looked, he leaned, and then he moved in. And, 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 and for some of us, amen, you know, uh, you got to be careful what you indulge in on social media. You got to be careful. You see, uh, the enemy, he's got a pipeline right into our houses with our entertainment. He's got a pipeline, amen, right uh, 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 not only in our houses, in our pockets. Amen. He's got a pipeline and a source and, 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 and notification, and, and, and it's interesting. I keep getting these friend requests. I don't want to put anybody on blast, but I could. I keep getting these, 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 these notifications and these friend requests from this woman, or different women, that say if they start this club, and if you uh, are interested in some stuff. And they've got these provocative pictures. And the funny thing is when I when I when I when I look to see who is it from, and I look on their friends, or who friends with them, every once in a while there's a name I recognize, and I they're not here, and I ain't gonna call nobody's name. But I wonder why. Are they friends? And and why did they get my name from their list and they send me to want to know do I want to join? And I get delete. What did I say? You look, you lean, and then you move in. Talking about the secret temptation. When I get a chance, sometimes I'm going to ask that person, why, why do I see you friends with uh, these uh, individuals? We're talking about the secret temptation. Let's talk about the body. So, uh, the flesh is referred to as the old nature. Always attacks the body. We're tempted to laziness. We're tempted to lust, overindulgence. Uh, sexual sins. These are the temptations of the flesh. And we have examples of them in the Bible. Amen. David uh, was on the rooftop when he saw Bathsheba bathing. And when he saw her, uh, he was tempted. And he sent for her. Amen. The temptations of the flesh uh, that, amen, appeal to our body, the flesh, the old nature, yeah. always attacks the body. Right. Now, I never really thought about laziness, but, amen, there's some of us that are tempted to laziness. Okay. Don't feel like doing nothing. When you know you need to be doing something. Exactly. 
the spirit. Let's talk about that. It says that it's the flesh, the world, and the devil. Those are the primary means of temptation. And when it comes to our spirit, it's born-again believers. Now, that's what separates us uh, from animals. Mm -hmm. Bible said that uh, God uh, breathed into man's nostril when he made Adam. He breathed into man's nostrils, and man became a living soul. And uh, the spirit is the primary area that Satan likes to attack. If the, if, if the soul represents our self-consciousness, then our spirits represent our God-consciousness. Our spirits are what sets us apart from animals. Man alone can know God. And it is in the spirit that we can know God. The spirit is the realm of worship. It is our spirit that worships and communicates with God. And, and, and Satan hates this communion between uh, us and God. And, and he'll do anything that he can to interrupt, amen, our connection with God through the spirit. That's why Jesus said they that worship must worship in spirit and in truth. And so the enemy comes uh, and tries to uh, cut off our fellowship with God. He places doubts in our mind to distract us. He places false doctrines uh, there to turn us away from the truth. Satan attacks the spirit. Peter's denial of Jesus uh, when he was by the fire. That girl, that young girl was not physically attacking Peter. She wasn't physically attacked. He wasn't under physical attack. He was under spiritual attack. Peter's denial of Jesus uh, uh, was a temptation that was directed at the spirit. He wasn't under an ego attack or a physical attack or a sexual attack. He was uh, uh, The attack that he came under was to cause him to doubt the truth. That Jesus wasn't who he really said he was. And that even though it looked bad, God had it under control. And, and, and Peter wanted to disassociate himself from Jesus when she said, you're one of them. You, 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 you are with it. No, no, no. I ain't with them. It was a spiritual attack. And many times, uh, the enemy comes against our spirit with like manner attacks to try to get us to doubt the truth of God's word, to try to get us to uh, follow after false doctrine and teaching. Now, I talked about uh, the nature of temptation. Now, let's close out with how do you subdue temptation? We all experience it. Maybe not the same thing, but we experience some things. So since we all experience it, how do we overcome? What do we need to do to subdue temptation? And I'm going to give you three words to remember that will help you overcome temptation. And those three words to remember when facing temptation are light, faith, and fight. All of them start with F. I want you to repeat that after me. These are the three words that you, you need to remember when dealing with temptation. The first one is flight. And when I mean flight, I mean that's getting out of dodge. To overcome the flesh. We need to we, we, we need to get out of dodge. 
The key to defeating fleshly temptation is to flee from it. In 1 Corinthians 6.18 it says flee fornication. 1 Corinthians 10.14 says flee idolatry. 2 Timothy 2.22 says flee youthful lust. Notice the common denominator there. He didn't say play with it. He didn't say try to stand up to it. He said get out of Dodge. Flee. Just like Joseph did when uh, Potiphar's wife called him alone in the house. Grabbed his garment and said you're going to lay with me. And Joseph didn't sit there and try to you know uh, I can't do this. And he didn't try to Counselor or talk her out of Joseph knew it was time to get out of Dodge. Yeah. Get out of there. Remove yourself from the situation. <coughs> Remove yourself. You cannot expose yourself to fleshly temptation and expect to walk away untouched. You gotta remove yourself. So what did I say? The first one is flight. Get out of that situation. And 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 sometimes getting out of that situation is, amen. Some of us we let it come to our house or our apartment. Amen. There's some times when you gotta you gotta keep your door shut. You can't let everybody in your house. Can't let everybody just show up to your door inside your door. So, man, if, if I'm at my house, then I I, I got the, the, the lock. I can lock it and, and I'm, I can control who comes in and who amen, goes out. What was the second one I said? I said flight for the first one. Faith. To overcome the world we need to exercise our faith. Faith that Jesus will take care of us when we are willing to give up our attachment to the things of the world. If we are loving the world, then we're not in love with God. 1 John 2 and 15. He said to love the world, be in love with the world is to be in enmity with God. Uh, James 4 and 4. If you really want victory over the world, then love Jesus more than you love the world. More of Jesus. More of Jesus. What, what, what did, uh, uh, I believe it was John the Baptist say, man, he must increase that I might decrease. If we're going to overcome this world system, we've got to be in love with Jesus. And, 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 and we've got to do more than just uh, a Sunday morning uh, uh, ritual. It needs to be moment by moment. If we're going to have victory. We need, we, we need to cultivate that relationship with him moment by moment. Hallelujah. It is our faith in him that offers us the victory. The Bible says this is the victory that overcometh what? The world. Even our faith. Hallelujah. And then uh, the last one we talked about, you've got to have uh, in face of temptation uh, flight, faith, and the last one is fight. And who do we fight? Certainly not each other. But we fight the devil. Amen. Uh, we come against uh, principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in, in, in high places. To overcome the devil, you got to fight. We've got to stand up to him and fight. And it says, amen, if we resist him in James 4 and 7, it says he'll flee. You cannot run away from it. 
anybody, you know, anybody uh, know sometimes uh, a dog? A lot of times, if you run to certain uh, wild animals or whatever, the instinct in them is to chase you and to think you're a prey and that they're the, 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 the predator. And so when it comes to the devil, we got to fight. And, uh, I know some of you, you know, some of you when you were in the world, you weren't, you weren't scared to fight. Some of you, if you got mad enough, some, some of us, we didn't like fights. But if you pushed us enough, there's some of you right now, if you push us enough, there's still some fight there. And, 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 and I think about over in the book of Judges, it talks about how God left certain enemies of Israel in the land so that the generation who uh, uh, had not known Moses and the miracles that happened, he left enemies in the land. Why? So they would know how to fight. Can't run away from him. But you can drive him away from you. You face him in the power of the blood of Jesus. See, he doesn't fear you, but he trembles before the blood of Jesus, the blood of the Lamb. If you fight Satan, he will flee. And what did Jesus use on him when he was being tempted? He used the word. He used the word of God. What have we access to? We got the word of God. The weapons of our warfare are not but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So to overcome the devil, we've got to fight. I'm uh, coming to the conclusion that we've been talking about how to tame temptation. I don't know what temptation you might be dealing with. I'll tell you something. Uh, since I started talking about the temptation of, of, of Jesus on last week, I tell you, the enemy's been coming at me. And uh, attacking in some areas that, just like the scripture said, let him who think he stand, take heed lest he fall. And I, I, I believe that it was not by accident. I believe he wanted to try to knock me out so that I couldn't share this with you uh, so that we can help each other. So I don't know what temptations you might be dealing with right now in your life. However, I do know that if you're breathing, you're battling. Mm -hmm. Say that with me. If you're breathing, breathing. As, a child of God, as a child of God, you're battling something. And our greatest resource in the face of temptation is a close relationship with Jesus Christ. I counsel you, just like I did, go to him. Tell him. That's what I, that's what I have to do. The devil don't care that I'm a pastor. He, he don't care. I have to go to God myself. I have to say, Lord, help me. Bring your need to him, whatever you need, whatever the trial, whatever the temptation. And give it to Jesus. And you'll find strength. And you'll find that when you face it, in the power of the Lord that the enemy will have to flee. Right. Hallelujah. I hope you got something from the word of the Lord on today. To our live stream audience. And we're going to conclude today uh, with a, 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 a uh, final prayer. Let's seal this. Amen. And I'm going to ask our audience here in the congregation to stand. Let's, amen. Let's look away to God. Let's seal this with a word of prayer.
Once again, Lord, I believe that you choose your listeners very carefully. And I believe that your word has gone forth to accomplish what you said for it to do. And it does not return to your void. And Lord God, I thank you that you have given us the weapons of our warfare that are not carnal, but are mighty, powerful, to pull down strongholds. And I thank you that strongholds are being pulled down. I thank you, O oh God, that, that, that the weak will be able to say that I'm strong. I thank you, O oh God, that those that were uh, tempted or, or stressed or tested uh, uh, are not going to give up, are not going to be discouraged, but uh, they're going to be reinforced. And Lord, I thank you for renewed strength. I thank you, O oh God, that even though we might not understand all of the reasons why, we'll understand it better by and by. But I thank you, Lord, even though we don't understand it, we recognize that you have called us to be overcomers. And so we're not giving up and we're not, uh, uh, we're not drawing back. But we are pressing toward the mark. The prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And I thank you that the word works. And I thank you for that word working. And I thank you, Lord, uh, for overcomers. Amen. I thank you, O oh God, that uh, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing. Oh God, uh, and uh, I pray your blessings upon our live stream audience and our congregational audience. And as we come at the conclusion of this service, about to depart from this place but not from your presence, watch over, protect us, and keep us and bring us back with our minds stayed upon you, reporting the victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. God keep you.